They say markets work a certain way. They say if you want high returns, you have to accept higher risks. Cox Automotive says, you take the upside, we'll take the risk. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the all new way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Visit takethepside.com to learn more. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Joining today from Los Angeles, where the auto show opens to the media tomorrow. And I'm Jake Neer, in for Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Ford CEO Jim Farley says insourcing is key to protecting jobs in the EV era. Toyota unleashes a radical redesign of its Prius hybrid. And Jaguar Land Rover CEO Thierry Bellore resigns. Plus, we'll hear from the head of General Motors EV growth operations about the launch of the automaker's new business unit, GM Energy. You now have throughout the country in mass scale, the ability to store several thousand megawatts of energy that has never been able to be stored before. So this can really help out at a societal level. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Ford CEO Jim Farley says insourcing work from suppliers will be crucial to keeping jobs at the automaker as the industry shifts to EVs. Farley told reporters Tuesday at the Rainbow Push Global Automotive Summit in Detroit that it takes 40% less labor to make an EV. You know, we're going back to our model on the Model A and the Rouge, where we insource motors and gearboxes. And, of course, electric vehicles don't have axles, but equivalent to axles. And and we've outsourced that all to Tier 1s. Uh, a lot of our powertrain work, that's going to come in that company. Uh, uh, silicon carbide inverters, uh, battery joint ventures. You know, we're going back to where we were at the beginning of the century. Why? Because that's where the value creation is. Jobs, minority inclusion, and union representation were among the key points in a discussion among Farley, Rainbow Push founder Reverend Jesse Jackson, and the summit's chairman, John Graves, at the event. Farley vowed that Ford will do better on diversity, especially in middle management. About 10% of the vice presidents of Ford are African Americans. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we used to lead that. Oh, and we, yeah. we have to lead that again. Yeah. Um, but when you get down to the next couple layers of management, it's mm-hmm. less than that. Mm-hmm. And that's unacceptable. Right, right. Um, and the only way to fix it is a pipeline. Farley also said the automaker would welcome unionization at its new EV plants in Kentucky and Tennessee if employees decide to organize. How automakers plan to handle union efforts among employees at plants operated under joint ventures, with SK Innovation in Ford's case, has been a question mark. Toyota is flipping the script for the next-generation Prius hybrid. The new Prius won't be a whole lot greener with the redesigned fifth generation, but Toyota says it sure will be a whole lot meaner. The PHV will deliver unparalleled performance thanks to the dual synergy of motor and engine. That's the voice of Simon Humphreys, Toyota's senior general manager of design, at the hybrid unveiling this morning in Tokyo. He says the new Prius has a new range of more powerful drivetrains. Total output for the plug-in version should top 200 horsepower. Its EV range has been extended by more than 50% compared to the current vehicle. In many average usage situations, it is, to all intents and purposes, an EV. 
While Toyota didn't offer fuel economy figures, it said overall miles per gallon will stay roughly the same. The specifications released in Japan pertain to the global market version. U.S. specs are coming soon. Auto dealerships have another six months to beef up their consumer information security. The Federal Trade Commission announced on Tuesday its decision to extend the implementation of the revamped safeguards rule. The last-minute reprieve moves the date for dealerships and other financial institutions to comply from early next month to June 9, 2023. The safeguards rule is part of the Graham-Leach-Bliley Act regulating business consumer information practices. And Jaguar Land Rover CEO Thierry Bellore is resigning, citing personal reasons. Bellore will step down effective December 31st, according to parent company Tata. Adrian Mardell will take over as interim CEO. He's currently JLR's head of finance. Mardell has been part of Jaguar Land Rover for 32 years and is currently a member of its executive board. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, I'm curious about Ford's decision to insource and what it means for suppliers who've already been suffering lots of setbacks in recent years. How do you think they're taking this news? You know, it's been a really uh, shifting landscape for the supply community. Of course, right, like not every supplier can make batteries. It's sort of a whole different segment of the supply base. But, you know, when Ford embarked on EVs in the first place, the attitude, you know, this under CEO Jim Hackett was kind of batteries are sort of commodities. The chemistry is all chemistry. The chemicals are all chemicals and you should just buy it off the shelf. And in part from the experience of the chip shortage and the chip crisis, wasn't that long ago that automakers used to fabricate their own chips. Like, you know, uh, Ford, Ford has joined the club of companies that want to own their own battery making because that is such an important component of the vehicle. Well, coming up and speaking of how automakers are shifting toward EVs, GM has launched a new unit meant to literally harness the power that EVs can store and give customers more options to control their energy usage. We'll hear from GM's head of EV growth operations next on Daily Drive. Some dealers say it's not worth taking a trade they won't retail. They say if it doesn't fit their brand, they'd rather pass. Cox Automotive says now you can easily see the profit in any trade and never risk losing that new customer. Introducing Upside by Cox Automotive, the only way to wholesale that turns that old wisdom upside down. Every vehicle you place in the Upside digital auction is backed by our guaranteed minimum price, so you never risk a loss. And when a vehicle sells for more than our guarantee, you keep the lion's share of the upside. It's a one-of-a-kind auction that gives you an alternative to accepting wholesale losses. And it's built on the principles of the country's top performing wholesale sellers, so your vehicles have the best possible chance to get bids and get bought. Dealers taking advantage of Upside's game-changing policies are already saying yes to more trades and making more money, all while never risking a loss. Sound too good to be true? Visit TakeTheUpside.com now to learn more. Slate Money is a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the world of business and finance. Hosted by Felix Salmon, Elizabeth Spires, and me, Emily Peck. Confused by crypto? Can't keep up with the metaverse? Wondering why the price of just about everything keeps rising? The Slate Money podcast is here for you. Listen to Slate Money every Saturday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Jake Near. General Motors is using its Ultium battery technology to provide a range of new services that, combined, push forward the idea of using electric vehicles themselves as power sources for homes, businesses, or even pushing power back to the grid. The new business unit, GM Energy, is the first from a major automaker to really challenge Tesla's Powerwall and Powerpack products. GM Vice President of EV Growth Operations, Travis Hester, talked about GM Energy with our own Pete Bigelow on Shift, a podcast about mobility. Here's a piece of their conversation. Set the landscape and tell us what GM Energy is all about. Yeah, thank you. Um, we are absolutely thrilled to to finally get this out into the community and, and tell people what we're doing. Uh, this is going to help customers in a significant way. And and what I'm talking about when I say that is, you know, if you look at California in September with its hottest summers on record, um, if you look at Texas in February last year, losing like 17 days of power to their homes, or if you look at, you know, some of the terrible things that have happened to the millions of people in Florida just recently, GM Energy is going to be able to help with all of these things in a fairly substantial way. More specifically, uh, GM Energy is going to consist of a couple of portions. One of them is called Ultium Home, and that allows you to add resiliency and energy management to your home environment. Um, The second part is what we call Ultium Commercial, and this is targeted to help small, medium, and large businesses of any scale uh, manage their energy needs. And then, uh, of course, we have Ultium Charge 360, which is the third component, which is our our EV infrastructure play that we're rolling out across the US. Uh, so it's a really there's a powerful set of components behind this, a powerful set of software, and we're really hoping to help our our customers here in ways that they haven't been able to think about before. Travis, you mentioned all those events that have happened, uh, natural disasters and whatnot. Uh, how was GM Energy conceived? And uh, give us the backstory. How long have you been working on, on rolling this out? So if you think about uh, General Motors, we have some core competencies that are quite powerful. We've, we've been making vehicles for over 100 years. We're quite good at manufacturing. Um, we have recently become quite expert at manufacturing battery and battery cells. Um, we have uh, for some time now been uh delving deeply into software and connectivity. We've been running the OnStar connectivity play for over 25 years, and and we're very good at that. And then more recently, we've been into, you know, deep algorithms through uh, autonomous vehicle driving, you know, both with cruise automation and with ourselves here at General Motors. When you put all those core competencies together um, of connectivity, cell manufacturing and large-scale, you know, vehicle manufacturing, it it's a very small step forward to be able to take advantage of a new white space that's been created between the electric grid and the electric vehicle and be able to put some technology in place, some both hardware and software that really helps our customers um, bring solutions to them and their home and their businesses in ways that they haven't been able to do before. And it's really um, quite powerful, quite meaningful to customers um, when when they can do this with their vehicles. you know, one, at one time, there was vehicles that would drive you from A to B. Uh, now vehicles can do a lot more than just get you from A to B. They can help you with resiliency. You know, when you have power outages, they can help you with, um, you know, cost savings for at either a household level or at a business level by optimizing energy and time of use rates. 
um, the, the technology we've put into these vehicles and into GM Energy is, is really quite cutting edge. What is it about this new white space, to use that phrase, that, that makes this uh, advantageous and perhaps profitable down the road for, for GM? Uh, you know, what's the business case for this now that you have all this technology in place? To answer that, you need to understand a little bit about energy, and, and it's not that complicated. It's actually quite logical when you think about it. But you know, if you look at the grid, the grid has plenty of energy that can be created for normal usage cases. So you know, if you look at what they call time of use rates for energy or of time of use demand, typically during the day, energy is relatively plentiful and relatively cheap. Um, say, take t- twelve noon in the day. Um, you know, if you take California as an example, they actually offset energy into other states because they have so much capacity um, being created. But in the evening times between, say, 4 p.m. and, and 10 p.m. is when energy demand starts to increase with uh, everybody running um, various devices and population growth in it and device growth. Um, there are certain times of a year that energy can hit a peak. And uh, sometimes the grid gets under stress because of that peak. In a prior world, when there was only internal combustion engine vehicles and then there was energy creation at a grid level and they were sort of separate, there was no ability to store energy at mass scale. What has happened as part of this EV evolution, in um, the part that I was referring to as a white space, is we now have mass battery storage in different devices, uh, plentiful and available throughout the country. So you know, as part of this GM energy launch, we have um, some hardware that is available. These are battery storage units that are available either at a residential level as part of Ultium Home or at a business level as part of Ultium Commercial. And then of course you have batteries in vehicles which can also use, be used as storage of energy. And what that means is you, you now have throughout the country in mass scale, um, the ability to store several thousand megawatts of energy that has never been able to be stored before. So, you know, when energy was not able to be used, it would go to ground and be wasted. Now we can store that energy in these different storage devices. This can can really help out at a societal level. What's the state of the grid right now or the the multiple grids that make up the the quote unquote grid? Well, there's some reports that you can read that are quite impactful. Like there are more blackouts in the US than any other um, developed nation on earth. And, you know, there's something in the order of, you know, it's estimated $150 billion of lost commerce throughout the US due to blackouts. You know, if you want to zero in on one state specifically, it would be, you know, California's a great mixing pot. It has 25,000 blackouts in 2020, almost $15.5 billion of lost commerce just due to those blackouts. It also happens to have the most number of EV vehicles in the US, you know, something getting beyond um, one in four vehicles or electric vehicles now. Um, And those electric vehicles are not the problem statement for energy demand. They're actually a solution statement for being able to store energy and be able to use it and offset grid need and grid demand when it's needed, you know, in those late periods between 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. at night. So at a macro level, um, we have spots throughout the US and in particular um, residential areas that are prone to grid issues. And what we'll be able to do when we partner with a lot of the utilities, which we do you know, in a great way, there's over three and a half thousand utilities across the US 
Um, we're working with the majority of them to be able to really uh, help bring those energy needs and those energy solutions to both homes and, and to the grid here to help out with some sustainability issues and some um, grid resiliency issues. Travis Hester is GM's Vice President of EV Growth Operations. He spoke with our own Pete Bigelow. You can hear their full conversation on Shift, a podcast about mobility, wherever you get your podcasts. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Jake Neer. And for Kellen Walker, you can get the latest news on electrification, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with automotive news reporter C.J. Moore from this week's Used Car Week in San Diego. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.